not a coincidence. Matt mm. Redman, Jesus only Jesus, coming after the first part of today's teaching from Ray Haynes on Yom Kippur, the days of awe. You know, when when I was growing up, the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur had no con. We had no context when it wow. came to God. Mm. We would go to a synagogue in Norristown, Pennsylvania, and my brother and I would sit in the back and giggle, and <laughs> and fight, and then we would go somewhere and eat something. Wow! And that and that was it. But I wonder, I wonder, you know, what scripture that was read from the Torah mm. was was planted back then. So I don't, I don't discount those days sure. of, of growing up secularly Jewish. But now having the context that you share, mind blown. Oh, goodness, yeah. Well, when God talks about this veil, and you're going to learn a lot about that veil today, which is amazing, but that Jesus, only Jesus, think about this, no matter what I tell you, but what we talk about, it's Jesus. Mm. No matter what the symbol is, no matter anything physical that's used in any of this stuff, it's Jesus. Every animal, every blood, every this, every that, every action of the priest, it's all Jesus. So what we're going to do is we're showing you earth here. We're going to step into the sanctuary in heaven, the same place the one here was built just like it. So and we're going to step in there and show you what goes on. And then wait, 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 wait. Then which is what's amazing about the days of awe in general. But the day of atonement is when the high priest sacrificed a bull. When I say bull, you think Jesus. That's right. And would cover mm. the sins of the priesthood. And that's you. Mm. The high priest would be covered in blood from making the sacrifice. You understand? He's, he's killing all these animals. And so he's going to be, I mean, from head to toe, he's covered in blood. Then he'd go through the veil that separated the holiest of places from the rest of the temple. Now, what's the veil? That's Jesus. Mm. So it represents the separation from God, between God and man due to man's sin. It's Jesus. Spiritually speaking, Jesus was and is the veil. So when he died on the cross for sin, which separated us from God, the veil, his body was what? Torn. It was torn. That's right. It was ripped asunder. So that's Jesus. Then he went into the Holy of Holies to pour the blood on the mercy seat. Now, the Hebrew word, caparet, uh, is related to Kippur, or like Yom Kippur, or Kippur, which is translated as purge, atone, expiate, propitiate, all those big fancy words. Mm -hmm. It means the cross. <laughs> That's the simple one. The priest entered with incense before him as he approached the ark and sprinkled the blood on that ark. On this most holy day of the year, the rabbis agreed the priest's motion should be uh, kimaslif, as if they were whipping someone. Mm. That's the motion of putting mm -hmm. the blood on. Now, Here's what the Mishnah and the Babylonian Talmud said. The motion is once upwards, seven times downward, aiming to sprinkle neither upwards nor downwards, but Kemoslev making the movement of swing a whip. So some have suggested originally it was Kemoslev with a T, like a cross mm. instead of like a whip. <laughs> but the obvious implications were just a little too much for the Jewish sages, and it was changed, and they took the T out of that one. So after the priest finished with the bull, he'd take two goats to cover the sins of the people. This is a pretty neat, amazing thing. Leviticus 16, Aaron is to offer the bull for his own sin offering to make atonement for himself and his household. Then he's to take the two goats, present them before the Lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting, he's to cast lots for the two goats. One lot for the Lord, the other for the scapegoat. 
Wow. I know, wow. (laughs) (laughs) The high priest put both his hands into a wooden case, took out two labels. One is described for Yahweh, the other for absolute removal, or Azazel. Aaron shall bring the goat whose lot falls to the Lord and sacrifice it for a sin offering. The Lord's goat symbolized Christ, who took on himself the penalty for our sins. Our sins have been transferred from their soul to his. All right? So he's died for those sins, and the sinner is judged to be perfect as if he'd never sinned. Remember, all of this is Jesus. But the goat, chosen by Lot as a scapegoat, is presented alive before the Lord to be used for making atonement by sending it into the wilderness as a scapegoat. The priest lays both his hands on the on the head of the live goat. Some say they cross their hands, confess over it all the wickedness and rebellion of the Israelites, all their sin, and put them on the goat's head or into his soul or into his blood. He'll send the goat into the wilderness in the care of someone appointed for the task. The goat will carry on itself all their sins to a remote place, and the man shall release it in the wilderness. Now, that's a fancy way of saying he'd throw it over a cliff. But imagine how you struggle sometimes at just receiving forgiveness. I've, I've done this 100 times. How can I? Imagine watching that goat walk away. That's mm. the imagery he wants you to have. Yes, it's gone and is thrown over a cliff, which is to say into the depths of the sea. Both goats die so the people's sin would be forgiven. The Talmud says a strip of scarlet dyed wool was tied to the head of the scapegoat, which would turn white as soon as the goat was thrown over the precipice as a sign that the sins of the people were forgiven. So there's a miracle involved. Didn't always turn white. Beginning with the death and resurrection of Jesus, it no longer turned white. The Talmud even bears witness to the record of a spiritual decay among the people, such that murders became so widespread that the Sanhedrin ceased to adjudicate capital crimes such as homicide. Mm. They didn't associate it with the fact that Jesus died and the goat wasn't going to change anymore. It was that. But the miracle of the thread turning white was to show them and us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive them. When Jesus died on the cross, it tore the curtain forever, and a permanent sacrifice is made, accepted for everyone forever. Now, Jesus is called the Lamb who's slain for the creation of the world. Ten days after the creation, the first Yom Kippur occurs. Sin happens. Spiritual death happens. But blood must be spilled to cover their sin. God doesn't desire to kill Adam and Eve. At creation, they were covered in light or glory. But now it's gone. They're naked. So God makes a sacrifice. He places their sin on an animal, kills it, makes them coverings with its skin. The Hebrew meaning or concept of that word covering is anointing. Mm. It's the same covering for the mercy seat. So he restores their anointing with what? The blood of the sacrifice. Without shedding of blood, there's no remission or removing of the sin. Then God cast them out of the garden to the east into the Judean wilderness. The first animals killed to make them close and restore their anointing. Adam and Eve leave the garden clothed with that animal. In a sense, they're the second goat walking off into the wilderness never to return. And that's, a, yet again, the picture of Christ slain from the foundation of the world. He's called the second Adam, and so he's the first goat. And on the cross, he's slain outside the city. He's the scapegoat. So he covers everything. Mm. Wow. Incredible. As you're, as you're listening, it may be a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why everything is written out on the blog. Go yeah. to victory.radio. Click on blog. Part three is coming up, the seven churches, and before that, we're going to listen to Hallelujah for the Cross. Ooh, wow.